episode 126. Is it going to be deja vu all over again at Starbucks? You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. Welcome to The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. I'm your host, Dale Dixon, The Game Changers with Jason Jennings, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, USA Today, best-selling author of eight books on leadership growth, innovation, speed, and reinvention. Jason, great to be with you today. You know, uh, whenever you say that, it always makes me tired uh, because I think of all the work and all the research over about 16 or 17 years that went into those eight books, and, and most of it occurred right where I'm sitting right now. Very cool. So let's uh, let's dive in. We're, we're talking about Starbucks today and this idea of deja vu. And your relationship with Howard Schultz goes back a little ways. You were actually in college together. Uh, we were, and our, our first meeting was a, a little uh, edgy. Uh, all the while that I was uh, attending college, uh, I was also running a, a local radio station. Uh, I did the morning show. I ran the radio station, ran the staff, plus plus went to school. And uh, uh, all the, one day I got a call from a sales and marketing group on campus that I was not a member of, didn't even know existed. And they asked me if I would come in and spend an evening with them and, uh, and talk to them uh, about uh, the radio station. And we were uh, we were thinking out of the box and doing things out of the box, and I was very excited about coming in and talking to this group. And there was one just particularly gnarly, nasty, asking tough questions, negative kind of guy. And about halfway through, I looked at him. I said, "Are are you from New York?" And he said, "Why?" And he said, "I said because you're just damn." downright disagreeable. And and that was Howard Schultz. And that's how we first met uh, all those uh, years ago. So obviously, I, I have followed him and I've followed the company, Starbucks, uh, very, very closely. And I have been uh, a raving fan of his. And now I've got some concerns. Uh, will history repeat itself? So uh, do you want me to explain? Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say, so uh, what what's changed to cause concern? All right. So uh, when Howard Schultz uh, founded Starbucks, uh, he spent years building into thousands of stores, 13,000 stores uh, worldwide with a particular emphasis on the United States market. And back in about 2000, uh, he uh, took a look at himself and uh, said, you know, where's the spiritual journey? Uh, There must be other things to do in life than Starbucks. And he announced that he was stepping down as CEO and would stay on the board and as chairman. And uh, when he stepped down, uh, everybody said, "Uh ah, Uh, The the bloom is off that rose. Uh, Coffee is passe. He's getting out at a good time. He's doing it conveniently. And, you know, if if somebody calls you a horse ten times, uh, you'll eventually start looking for hay. And during the next six or seven seven years, I mean, Starbucks went from $13 billion in revenue to $12 billion in revenue, down to $10 billion in revenue, and then to just shy of $9 billion in revenue. And finally, after about seven or eight years, Schultz realized that he – that he had to come back, and uh, and and when he came back, uh, the most 
one of the greatest things he ever did was he uh, brought about 10,000 people uh, to New Orleans to rebuild homes for victims of Katrina. And he gathered them all there, and he apologized to them for Starbucks having lost its way, for Starbucks having given up uh, on its culture. And he basically said, I'm, I'm going to plant this pole on the ground right here, this stake in the ground. Starbucks is going to be about you. Starbucks is going to be about your future. And, uh, and, and let's get going. And has he delivered? Uh, the, the number of stores now uh, exceeds 25,000 stores. This is what he's pulled off since he came back at the end of 2008. 25,000 stores. He's grown revenues back to just south of 18 billion dollars. It's just uh, uh, the greatest rising since Lazarus. I mean, what he has been able to do with Starbucks around the world. So all of a sudden, he announced in December that he's stepping down as CEO again. And it's actually taking effect this week. And so this week, it's kind of like ripped from the headlines, uh, the inspiration for a lot of our podcasts. And so in the Wall Street Journal, here's this big article about Starbucks CEO faces U.S. challenge and the new captain, Kevin Johnson. And the more I read this article, I thought, wow, is the exact same thing going to happen that happened before? So as research for one of our books, um, we came across a memo um, that was written when he was rejoining the company as CEO that was written um, by Schultz. And I, I, I think, and, and it's a little lengthy, it'll take me a few minutes to read it, but I really think um, that, that it speaks to how he reignited Starbucks and and addresses a risk that many businesses face. So uh, with your permission, can I, uh, uh, can I read this memo that nobody's ever heard before? Absolutely, yeah, it, and it is. I'm going to prepare listeners. It's lengthy, but worthwhile to uh, to stay tuned in to listen to what what is said here, and prescient it is. Uh, so he said, uh, the memo begins, as you prepare for the fiscal 08 strategic planning process, I want to share some of my thoughts with you. Uh, over the past 10 years, in order to achieve the growth, development, and scale necessary to go from less than 1,000 stores to 13,000 stores, we've had to make a series of decisions that, in retrospect, have led to a watering down of the Starbucks experience and what might some, or some might call the commoditization of our brand. Wow. Many of these decisions were probably right at the time, and on their own, merit uh, would not have created the dilution of the experience, but in this case, the sum is much greater and unfortunately much more damaging than the individual pieces. For example, when we went to automatic espresso machines, we solved a major problem in terms of speed of service and efficiency, but at the same time, we overlooked the fact that we would remove much of the romance and theater that was in play with the use of our previous machines. This specific decision became even more damaging when the height of the machines, which are now in thousands of stores, block the visual sight line the consumer previously had to watch the drink being made and for the intimate experience with the barista. This, coupled with the need for fresh roasted coffee in every North American city and every international market, moved us toward the decision and the need for flavor-locked packaging. Again, the right decision at the right time, and once again, I believe we overlooked the cause and effect of the flavor lock in our stores. Uh, we achieved fresh roasted bag coffee, but at what cost? The loss of aroma. 
perhaps the most powerful nonverbal signal we had in our stores, the loss of our people scooping fresh copy from the bins and grinding it fresh in front of the customers, and once again, stripping the store of tradition and our heritage. Then we moved to store design. Clearly, we have to streamline store design to gain efficiencies at scale and to make sure we have the return on investment and sales ratios that would satisfy the financial side of our business. However, one of the results has been stores that no longer have the soul of the past and reflect a chain of stores versus the warm feeling of a neighborhood store. Some people even call our store sterile, cookie cutter, no longer reflecting the passion our partners feel about our coffee. In fact, I am not sure people today even know we are roasting coffee. You certainly can't get the message from being in our stores. The merchandise more art than science is far removed from being the merchant that I believe we can be and certainly at a minimum should support the foundation of our coffee heritage. Some stores don't even have coffee grinders, French presses, or even coffee filters. And so that's about two-thirds of the uh, uh, of, of the email memo that he sent that's never been released before. And so what he brought back, and, and what I want to focus on today in our discussion, our brief discussion, is what he brought back was soul to Starbucks. Uh, and when he left, in the interest of making efficient businesses' decisions, it effectively destroyed the soul of the company. And in order to come back in and make the necessary adjustments and get the company growing again, they had to rediscover their soul. And so the question I pose to everybody listening today is, what is the soul of your enterprise? How much time do you spend on the soul of your enterprise? Are you at risk of losing the soul of your enterprise, the very thing that uh, got you to where you are today? And are you at risk of losing it all in the name of seemingly at the time good business decisions? Because will the totality of those business decisions take away the very essence of who you are and what you do. And that's clearly what happened at Starbucks. And now, when I read the interview uh, with the new captain, Kevin Johnson, who comes from uh, Microsoft and Jupiter Networks, I mean, uh, not from a coffee background, not from a food background, I'm wondering if all those same decisions will get repeated again in the interest of efficiencies and scale in the organization. Isn't it worth revisiting history and looking back to what we've learned? And that's number one, uh, to, to revisit the past and, and look at those lessons learned in the past. Number two, though, hasn't Starbucks proven that's, that's, that uh, soul is scalable? Uh, they have proven it better than anybody else in the world. I mean, with 25,000 locations uh, around the world, I'm a huge fan uh, of Starbucks. I'm not even a big coffee drinker. I mean, but give me uh, uh, give me a steamed non-fat milk with a double shot of vanilla, and, and I'll sit in the Starbucks for an hour or two. And uh, I, I just I, I think it's an incredible experience. I think the man has been an incredible leader. Um, I, I think they lost it when he stepped down, all in the name of efficiencies. He came back. He was able to reignite soul, which a lot of companies don't get that second chance, and uh, I'll be watching very carefully to see if the uh, if the soul uh, continues. I mean, Starbucks is as much a, a cause as it is a coffee shop, and uh, and I and I've seen this repeated over and over and over again in so many businesses. They lose the authenticity, they they lose the soul, all in the interest of of streamlining and scaling and uh, and being faster. 
Absolutely. Hey, I want to um, ask the listeners to do uh, something for us. If you've got a question for Jason Jennings, would you do us a favor and tweet it to us? And all it ta- takes is a hashtag, ask Jason Jennings. So all one word, hashtag ask Jason Jennings. We're watching Twitter on a regular basis for those questions. We will answer them right here in the podcast. I look forward to hearing from you on that. By the way, Jason's always available to you via email, correct? Uh, I am Jason at Jason-Jennings.com. I get an awful lot of email, 150, 200 a day from people, and I do respond to to everyone. Sometimes it's only a couple of lines, but I made myself a promise when my first book came out 17 years ago that if somebody took the time to find me or reach out to me, uh, I would at least be decent enough to acknowledge them and get back to them, and it's a promise I've been able to keep so far. Absolutely. All right, Jason, thanks for your time today. Great topic to be thinking about in our businesses throughout the week. You know, Jason Jennings is the author who USA Today calls one of the three most in-demand business speakers in the world. You can find out how to arrange to have Jason keynote uh, your next event or leadership conference. Learn about his fees and availability. Check out the website, jason-jennings.com. This is The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. Find your soul this week. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at Jason. Dash Jennings.com.